Welcome back to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a Few Brave Men. This season is brought to you by our power partner and season sponsor, Spreaker.com. As a product of the product, the Balance Bully Podcast utilizes Spreaker's high-quality tools to create, host, distribute, and measure our show. With the use of their easy-to-use iOS and Android mobile apps, podcasters and internet radio show hosts are able to record and store their valuable content and share across multiple networks like iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. For more information, visit Spreaker.com. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for staying with us past the commercial. You will not be disappointed because I know I have been waiting for I don't know how long. I'm going to say it's been at least four months that I have been waiting to have this amazing, incredible, audacious woman, Johanna Wise, join us today. So she's in the background. You'll probably hear her giggling at some of the things I'm about to say about her in a second. But (laughs) I want to just tell you a little bit about her so I can show you her ethos and appeals to her credibility because she is about that life. For those of you who know me, who have been following the old podcast, Balance Beam, as well as our new, you know, venture with Balance Boldly, you know that I'm very serious about the people that we bring on. They have to be about that life. And Johanna is about that. She holds an MBA from Stanford Business School and a BS in Applied Mathematics from Yale. Hashtag, she's smart, (laughs) y'all. Johanna, her career was... Was a kind of a mix mosh of really amazing high level professions. She was a financial analyst at Goldman Sachs and Lehman Brothers in New York City, management consultant at Bain and Company in Boston, and brand management at Frito Lay in Dallas. I mean, just to say the least, like all three of those careers are six figure plus, and I'm jealous. Um, so I want to point that out. After a career sabbatical to raise two children, Johanna founded Connect Work Thrive. Find work you love, which you know so appeals to my heart, to my love, and my passion. She is dedicated with Connect Connect Work Thrive. I can't talk today. She's dedicated to helping people change careers or recenter and re-enter into the workforce after their career breaks, which a lot of us have had to deal with on some level, whether it's because you stopped, you know, for 10 years to raise your beautiful children or you're in the older level of your life cycle and you had to come out of work to take care of your aging parents or your own medical stuff. We know whatever your reason was, but most of us can totally relate to having to pause Calls, um, sometimes unintentionally, not necessarily unapologetically, which you guys know I'm famous for saying, um, but sometimes you need to do that and you find yourself moving back into these spaces and really unsure of how to do that. The workforce on the other end are looking at you sideways. You know, how do you explain this gap of 18 months or 10 years or whatever the case is? And if you're in business for yourself, that becomes another challenge as well because you've lost a lot of clients to attrition. You might have even lost your mojo related to what you're doing because so many of the tools and technology you used to use don't apply anymore. So I want to turn this over right now because I know Johanna has so much to tell us on how to deal with these pivots, which is the season theme this month of how to literally take on those personal investments because that's what they are, viable opportunities of transition instead of looking at them as like these horrible struggling 
places that came up in our life, these pivots happen and we need to be able to get through them by having someone like Johanna Wise who and her company who can help us to literally connect, work, and thrive. So like her name says everything about her. Johanna, welcome to Balance Boldly. How are you feeling right now? Thank you, Nikita. I am um, I'm looking around wondering who you're talking about. <laughs> Thank you for that lovely, lovely introduction. And I, I want to say I'm so excited to be here. I've listened to, to all of the podcasts that you've done since we connected, and um, you've had amazing people on. So I so appreciate being able to share with you and your audience. Mm, thank you so much. Well, you know, when we had talked, what was it? What Am I dating myself a little bit? Was it three or f- four months ago? And we were like, yes, I need to have you on Balance Bowling. And then your schedule was crazy and my schedule was crazy. And we finally, thank God, made it work because I've been dying to talk to you because you shared some really incredible things for why you started your company and how you had to really push back push past a lot of objections from other people in order to kind of restart yourself and your own, you know, work-life balance um, and reinvention. I was going to say reinvestment, but reinvention of yourself. How is that for you? Well, you know, times have changed in terms of how we see a normal progression of work life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it used to be, especially for women, um, they get married early, have children early, and then probably have a career once those kids were, you know, off to college. But if you think about that timing, right, if you're having children in your 20s, then you're getting back into the workforce or into the workforce in your 30s, maybe early 40s. And that has really changed because women are staying in school longer. They are setting up a career and having an established career before they have children, many of them. So, you know, when you just make the numbers work, if we're only having kids in our 30s or some in our 40s, well, we're middle, mid-career or middle age by the time we're getting back in the workforce. And I think the work world has just not caught up with that notion. You know, they're not giving women credit for the fact that they have more education mm. and they have an established career before they stayed home with their children. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I've been working on with companies to really have them take a look at the fact that what those women did beforehand, they can still do. Just because they raise kids doesn't mean that they somehow, their education is no longer a value or their career path. In fact, when we talk to people about what they did when they were home with children, and I just take children as one example, mm-hmm. because people are people take breaks for many reasons, as you said. You're, you're, you're taking care of a parent. Uh, you're in a failed startup. I'm in Silicon Valley. Let me tell you, that happens every day. <laughs> and then somebody's looking for work, or there are many reasons that we take a break. Um, but when we take those breaks, the people who are who have a career behind them are doing many things during those breaks. They're just not on the quote-unquote normal career path. So when we we see what people, and they're stay-at-home dads who are doing this too, so I want to give them some credit as well. Okay, whether you're stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dads, these are the people that are doing the school fundraisers. Mm -hmm. These are the kids that are running some, the parents that are running some of the after-school programs. These are the things that are supplementing for what schools are no longer able to do due often to budget cuts. So, you know, even if it's outside of the school, if we're doing fundraising for a local not-for-profit, you know, I did a fundraiser where I harnessed the energy of 40 people who were volunteers, okay, I was not paying them, 
So we were able to, I was able to motivate 40 people who didn't have to be there to raise tens of thousands of dollars for a local not-for-profit. Wow. I mean, if you can do that with volunteers, you should certainly be able to do that for people in a company who are getting paid to be there. Mm-hmm. That's, well, first of all, kudos, because that's phenomenal. You can barely get paid employees to do that in some companies, <laughs> depending on, you know, the leadership and the motivation and all the different things that go into that, right? Like, that's a, a challenge in and of itself. But you made a really strong point, Johanna. You pointed out that, you know, this little pause that people have to take for whatever their reason is that they need to take it, they need to or choose to take it, doesn't necessarily mean that their brain cells get diminished. Just like anything else, you never really lose sight of how to ride a bike it just takes a little bit of warming up to get back on the the gears but you actually might find that you're faster or stronger because you came off of it for a little while I mean when I think of when my kids were little and mind you I'm not the nurturing parent I'm the guide parent I'm the one with all the you know any question you have about sex love marriage relationships skin need what homeopathic treatment you need what essential oil that's me where my husband was really the you know come sit with me let me help you read um he was amazing and he stayed home you know because it was something we needed him to do the first couple of years for both of the kids that we kind of on the back end looked at it and said well you know we'll we'll say it's because we we don't want to put the kids in daycare too young but it was really because financially it was smarter for us not to do it so that was really our behind the scenes reason um but when I think about all that he did with them and everything he had to put up that I had no patience for by the time I got in the door he is was and will continue to always be a hundred times more brilliant than me because of that expertise he got to have with the children it was just things that I couldn't tap into and honestly weren't I wasn't that good at it so for mothers who can kind of come off the shelf or for fathers like you said those few brave men that come off the shelf for a little bit in the working grind and really sharpening another level of their skill set that maybe they didn't even know they had all those caregiving abilities, multitasking, complex situations, volunteering, carpooling, juggling, conflict resolution. I mean, you're doing that with four-year-olds and 16-year-olds. You're definitely doing that on soccer fields and at lacrosse. I mean, that's the reality of it. And it does transition into the workplace. So such a good point. Yeah. In terms of leadership skills, if you think about it, you know, the amount of negotiation you need to do with children is uh, is amazing or with volunteers. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you have to find a way to to cause them to want to do something more of their own volition. Right. Once again, they're not being paid. So leadership skills, negotiation skills, strategy, planning, all of that goes into the time that that is not necessarily your normal work day um, those are skills that you bring into the workforce when you're working with other people so it it, I guess what I'm what we're both saying is that something that needs to be valued and the people I work with um, I love that you talk about being unapologetic that is one of the key things I think people need to do Mm -hmm. when they talk about that time They need to be proud of it. Look, they made the decision to do it. It must have been the right decision for them. Well, if it's the right decision for you, then you need to be able to articulate unapologetically Mm -hmm. what you did, why you did it, why it was a, 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 a great experience, and what you're bringing to the table in the future because of it. 
Absolutely. Well, Johanna, speaking of that feeling that people have, right? Because, you know, Balanced Bully is all about shaking the shame, right? There's some shame that's attached to a lot of the stuff and the feeling, which I believe in my heart of hearts that a lot of the shame that we feel is because of the expectation that's attached to something. There's an expectation that you'll be a, you know, a two parent household with four incomes, you know, like, you know, in terms of your live, your, your style of living and, and all of those things. And when one person has to, for whatever reason, again, has to, or chooses to come off the shelf and, you know, deal with whatever they need to for their investment in their families. I'll say the investment in their legacy. There is a little bit of a shame that happens when they're at the park. I hear it from those few brave men who are dads that are stay at home. My husband went through it too you know other men and women don't really understand that even when even if they know like they can afford the house the cars that you know whatever maybe they didn't have to do any trimming of the fat maybe they did who knows but let's just assume for this hypothetical that they didn't have to do any outward trimming of the fat for them to have the lifestyle where one parent or one person could stay at home for whatever the reason was um again for themselves or a loved one or for them you know because of their own medical issues but they're typically looked at very differently when they're walking down the street like it's 10 o'clock in the morning what are you doing home and if you don't run a multi-million dollar tech startup you know or some other reason where it's acceptable for you to be home during that hour for you not to be you know doing a quote-unquote typical expected grind there there is some some feeling of shame that I think a lot of people are dealing with both the women and the men while they're at home and before they go back to work in addition to that next level of shame when they're trying to re-enter and they feel like they have to to your point Johanna now they, they feel like they have to explain you know, in detail, like what was, what was your sob story? Like, you got to tell me something good. Cause I don't want to know that it was just because you had kids, like who had cancer that's acceptable, which is sad, but that's acceptable, right? Like if you say the C word, then people say, Oh, okay. I understand. But if you say, Oh no, it's because I wanted to, to care about myself or to care about someone, uh, the other C word, it's not expected. And there's a lot of shame. Do you deal with that with your clients at all? Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of that comes from what I call the herd mentality. Mm. And it all depends on what kind of herd you want to be part of, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you find other people that have made similar decisions to you, which many of us do, then you feel better about it. As soon as you get out of that realm, you kind of get knocked for a loop because someone's made a different decision. But, you know, only you can make yourself feel lesser than. I mean, that's the bottom, I think is Eleanor Roosevelt who said something like that. But basically... Someone else made a different decision, and, you know, they're confident in that, and I'm happy, honestly happy that that worked for them. So I, I expect in, in kind that they would understand that I made the decision that worked for me. You know, in, what we're really talking about is what in our life we choose to outsource versus mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. okay? That's really what it is. So what pieces of our life, you know, I have friends that have, you know, basically female friends and male re- friends that have basically rebuilt their homes on their own. Okay, right. Good for them. There is no way that's going to, that I'm going to be able to do that. It's just not of my interest and I'm not going to do it. So I would hire a general contractor to do that work. It's the same thing with our children. Some of us decide that we want to outsource part of the parenting or all of the parenting. Maybe we have family nearby or maybe that just works for us better and we see our children in the evening. Mm-hmm. And some of us choose not to outsource that. That's all that is. It's choosing where you're going to put your efforts and where you're going to use your skills and where you're going to develop. 
I love you so much for that. And you know, I want to dive into that a little bit deeper, actually a lot deeper. Johanna, if you will bear with me while we pause and pay, as my husband hates me saying this, pay a little homage to our amazing sponsors. We'll be right back. Ever had a moment in your life where you stopped and said, you're simply not where you want to be? I know I could do better. Why can't I get myself to the next level? Or why do I feel stuck? Well, if this is you, I have the answer. My friend Lolly Doskel's new book, The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness, shines a light on the obstacles that keep us from achieving our dreams. Lolly's book provides simple and easy to implement solutions that will help you achieve the success you want in your life, career, and business. For those that don't know, Lolly Doskel is one of the most sought-after executive leadership coaches in the world. Her extensive cross-cultural expertise spans 14 countries, 6 languages, and hundreds of companies. If you want exceptional results, then order Lolly's book today. Go to theleadershipgapbook.com, identify your gaps, and get unstuck. Welcome back to Balance Boldly. We are in the room, the virtual room that is, with Johanna Wise, who is incredible, amazing, and full of just ridiculous information on how to connect, work, and thrive. I mean, she's incredible in every level. And if you haven't heard the first 10 minutes, I beg you to pause this and rewind. Okay, now that I made that clear that you have to listen to this from A to Z, um, Johanna, right before the break, you were saying that, you know, a huge part of what we do is outsourcing, both at home and at work. And we're choosing what it is we want to keep in house and do ourselves versus what we want to delegate and have other people do, you know, hopefully other people, places and things that we can afford that's within the budget so that it frees us up to do the things that matter the most, literally balance all that matters the most to you in the boldest and most unapologetic way possible. And that was incredible. So a follow up to that and this is me getting a little bit of free coaching from you right so <laughs> taking advantage um so how do you make those decisions that budget aside because we know that that's an obvious one that people need to kind of keep in mind because as a as a mom who worked a lot I had multiple jobs working on my career was in school the majority of my children's lives because of all these ridiculous degrees that I felt like I needed to have for whatever that reason was with all of that it was hard for me to actually delegate to someone else money aside I kept thinking well that means less time and you know I'm I'm this ultra achieving woman who's working school certifications blah 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 and I'm helping to save the world and as my daughter said to me which you probably heard on one of the other podcasts you're awesome for everyone but me you know like and that was a er, like a you know a pause break moment for me to really back up because I would do weekend warrior so on the weekends when I didn't necessarily have to go into the ER or do any of those you know labs or anything like that for clinicals I would take them to five birthday parties I'm not exaggerating I would do the soccer games I would do everything I could and barely breathe or go to the bathroom because I didn't want to necessarily lose that time and I would also try to like pretend I could cook which I couldn't I would pretend I could bake which I couldn't like I was doing all these things because I felt so guilty for all the time that I wasn't with them and I'm you know I'm not talking about the landscaping and the taking out the trash I have a husband and a six foot fun six foot four son 
son. So that was easy to delegate to them. But for the other things, that was really challenging for me. So when you have someone like me, who's an ultra achieving woman who is simply ridiculous, who doesn't want to let go of the control, mainly not because, you know, of budgets or whatever, but mainly because I'm so afraid that if I let go of something, it makes me look bad to the people that matter the most to me. Right. Well, I think one thing that I found or a wake up call to me was to listen more closely to the people that I cared about, my Mm -hmm. children, my husband in particular, to see what was working and what wasn't working. Because people like you and I who are very driven think we need to do a lot of things. Yeah. Right? We always have a checklist of things. I don't know about your checklist. Mine never ends. (laughs) Way past beyond the time I'm still on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to share with you a, a story. When my son was two, and even though I was a stay-at-home mom, I was doing fundraisers, and I was busy, and, I, and my older daughter was in school, so I was doing things there and such. And we were in the kitchen, and my son was asking questions. One of these kids asked a lot of questions, all very good questions. And then he said to me, Mom, how come when you answer my question, you never look at me? Ooh. Oh. Mm. Because I was cleaning the cabinets and mm-hmm. I was on the phone and I was doing a million other things. I was multitasking while mm-hmm. my son was asking these questions. And let me tell you, I turned around, I sat on that floor, and we spent some good, good talk time after that looking at him. And I want to tell you now, my son is now uh, 24 years old, and that story st- has stayed with me. Has stayed with me because what that did is it started to bring me more in the moment when I'm with people. I love that. That's um. By the way, this is your next blog. Um, that's a that's a reverse teachable moment. Like you know, we talk about teachable moments with our kids or with anyone, right? We, any opportunity you have to add value to someone's lives, I I consider that a teachable moment. And that was a reverse teachable moment where your little one was actually teaching you something that you didn't probably, I'm assuming, didn't know about yourself because we. We are often so busy and some people, which this doesn't apply and some people listening are going to, you know, if they, if you don't know me, if you're new to Balance Bowl, you might think this is an arrogant statement. If you do know me, you know that I'm speaking in truth and brilliance and some people stay busy just to be busy, but they're not doing anything. And then there are people who are busy, literally being productive. And that example was of you being productive in your busy, but you weren't necessarily, you know aware of your surroundings which included like you know giving eye contact and some tactical touch you know touch talk mommy mommy son time which is so important um and I think that we're all guilty of doing that like I know I was solving you know problems answering questions about sex education so my daughter could educate her friends because they were coming to her with crazy thoughts and theories and I'm like listen no that's not how babies are made like I'm tell your friends this you know like I'm doing all this while handling 45 minute you know calls in the car for our drive into the city to take her to school and you know obviously making that list in my head and checking things off thrice you know just like you said being productive so it wasn't busy just for the sake of being busy but I wasn't engaging with her and you know it it looked it literally took to for me to have an embarrassing humbling moment because mine was at the kitchen table with our whole family humbling moment for me to really sit and say okay Nikita 
that something something about this has to change, something has to stop. And I know you deal with this from individual and executives that are, you know, in that transition of going back to work versus moving up to the career ladder um, or perhaps just transitioning in their professions altogether, like how you did. You went from an amazing background as a financial an- analyst, moved into management consulting, which I could see that, and then got into brand management, which is like a whole nother level of skill set. So you did a, quite a few transitions as well as you built your portfolio. And I know that gives you the right and the expertise to really help other people know that they can move from completely different levels to the next one if they really want it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we have so many skill sets that we learn no matter what the job is or whatever we're doing at home or the project or whatever that's transferable to other places. And this is something I mentioned to people too, when they're looking at at another job and they see that they don't have necessarily all the skills that are required, but Mm -hmm. they have other skills they're bringing to the table. You know, it's always worthwhile highlighting that because think of it, that company is getting a set of skills from you that they don't have internally, and they don't even know potentially what the positive impact is of those skills. So, you know, always talk about what you're bringing to the table, even if it doesn't look like it's it's something that they necessarily need. You know, it could be a finance company and you're a marketing person. Well, maybe they could use a little help getting their word out more mm. clearly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's important. You know, something, as you were talking, you just made me think of this um, really incredible woman I was just speaking with the other day. She's a high-level exec in the healthcare industry, and she was challenged with, you know, she's great at what she does. She loves her job, and the schedule works, but she's being pulled on from her spirit that there's something more that she's meant to do. Um, and she's really tied to the fact that she believes it's connected to her voice, so she thinks she really honestly, you know, said to me, Nikita, I think I'm supposed to be speaking more around this topic that she's educated in and share it more. But, you know, obviously there's a conflict because when people want me, they want me because of the association that I have with this said higher level institution. Um, And there was a mental conflict for her because of that personal branding that I know that you help people understand as it relates to, you know, transitioning back into work and climbing up the the career ladder. Um, She was really torn with that because she's what I would consider an entrepreneurial leader the way she thinks um, you know her skill set her portfolio just everything and she was really torn with you know is this a conflict of interest not because of the political side of things but is it a conflict for her from a loyalist position because that people get tied to that right like they same as leaving home they don't want to leave the kids and go back to work just to pick on kids for that hypothetical because they feel like oh well am I trading out you know I've been home for two or three years is it okay and some people feel like that leaving one job to the other um, not necessarily just because of it's one organization to another but just the profession even though they feel like they should sharpen their skills to do something more is that something that you find you know tramps through your your office so to speak when people are like Johanna I am just trapped I'm I don't know what to do I have this great portfolio but I want to do something more but I'm scared to leave my industry will people take me seriously you know I've always been let's say a, a brand consultant how dare I now move into financial you know as a become a financial advisor like things like that Well, you know, until you try something, you actually don't know. I mean, I I believe it's only experience that allows us to assess whether we've made the right decision. I mean, I see this, you know, um, 
with people who decide to stay at home and they're not happy and they go back to work or people who work for a while decide to stay home with their kids or people you know who are stuck in a career who say you know I'm not this is this has worked this really didn't work for me for day one but I'm for, I have golden handcuffs and I'm mm. taking care of a family and so I've done it now for 20 years um, but it's not my calling and you know there are ways that you can assess that there are, there are classes you can take to decide whether a different calling works for you um, there are people who decide to work part-time and explore other other uh, options and then finally there are people in their mid-career who you know especially once the kids are off maybe have gone through college and the expenses aren't so high anymore who say you know I'm gonna take a sabbatical and a sabbatical is a great way to do it if you've been at a company for a while mm -hmm. many companies will let you take some period of time off and that gives you a chance to explore other options but I say to everyone, if you don't, if you don't ever take that time to explore, that everything is what if, what if, mm -hmm. and isn't that? I mean, how sad is that? Yeah, no, absolutely. That was one of my follow up questions for you. The, you know, what if I wasn't afraid? Because that comes up for so many people. Like, what if? They weren't afraid to move forward. And I know that you have all kinds of tools and, you know, assessments and all kinds of great things that you do to help people kind of move through that process. So what if someone isn't afraid to follow up with you? How can they get in contact with you? Well, um, I have um, certainly, uh, I have a website, connectworkthrive.com, where you can learn more about what we do and also uh, click on a complimentary consultation with me so I can learn more about you and we can discuss ways to help you that's probably the best way to get a hold of me or you could offer to interview Johanna and get free coaching like I just did I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> which was great by the way <laughs> of course well before I let you go I really want to know when you're out there helping other people connect and work and thrive and do all those great things how do you take care of you? What is your unapologetic pause for Johanna Wise? Well, about 10 years ago, I wandered into a line dance class, um, and it changed my life. <laughs> um, I didn't realize um, how wonderful it, the community was, and um, dancing is a way for me to meditate and be so in the moment and leave everything else behind that um, that, that is my form of refuge now. And um, for 10 years, I've been talking to my husband about it. He wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. I finally dragged him to a cha-cha class this week, and now he's been cha-chaing around the house all day. Really? <laughs> So what I'm excited about is that something that I've enjoyed doing now for 10 years on my own, I've now been able to get someone who is, um, you know, the love of my life to share with, 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 with me. And so that's my, that's my, um, that's what I, how I take care of myself is, is through dance classes. And now I'm so excited that I'll be able to do that hopefully with my spouse as well. That's pretty fantastic. Can you please coach my husband and convince him to do dancing with me? He's probably like, girl, you don't have no rhythm to start. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> you are so amazing. Thank you so much, Johanna, for taking time out of your really full schedule to share not only your story, but some really wise nuggets for all of the listeners and by giving me some free coaching right on the line <laughs> as well. I really do appreciate you. 
Thank you, Nikita. Thank you again for having me on. And thank you so much for what you're doing for everyone, all the people that you have on speaking, everyone who listens to you. You've developed a wonderful community, and you're just giving so much of yourself. So I just want to say thank you for doing that. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Stop it. No, thank you. I super appreciate you. Johanna, don't go anywhere. I want you to stay right there. Thank you so much to our guest, Johanna Wise. She is incredible. I don't need to tell you. All you have to do is push rewind and listen to it. She's been amazing and so full of information, knowledge, and wisdom and transparency, which is exactly what I want. Um, And in fact, I kind of demand secretly. I say that softly, but I demand it from all of our experts because that's what I know you really want. And I'm so grateful that she walks in that organically. She didn't need any coaxing or coaching or anything (laughs) that I've had to do in my other podcast hats. So I'm so grateful for this new level of balance boldly. I want to also thank you listeners for taking a moment out of your day and allowing us to both plant positive seeds in your life, your relationships, and your business. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, people. Push the subscribe button, rate, and share this podcast to help us ensure the bold and brave have access to these valuable balance tools. Once again, we'd like to thank our sponsors who consistently share this information with their audience is wide we are so appreciative of that and it's increased our downloads at least fivefold so we're so super grateful for that if you're not already a member come on over and join the dreamers blueprint community of investors who have decided to see into themselves and balance boldly a lot of the new courses and things are coming out in just a few months so you want to make sure you join you join and sign up for that list go to dreamersblueprint.com it's really easy so you can get access and get some freebies if you want to continue this conversation Conversation, you know, my favorite place to engage is on Twitter, and I am at Balance Boldly on everything. So if you're looking for me, minus LinkedIn, I'm under my real name, Nikita Figpin, under my government name. Just look for me at Balance Boldly on just about any platform that you are possibly on. And as always, I love to give a small quote, something that was a major takeaway for me, and there was a lot today. So this one was hard for me, probably one of the hardest for me to figure out which thing that I wanted to take from Johanna as she gave so many nuggets of wisdom and you know I frame this as a little gentle honesty so courtesy of Johanna which I think she was you know quoting another legacy as well but it doesn't matter I heard it from her and I never heard it before she said very clearly it is very important that you understand only you can make yourself feel lesser than remember that and engage in all your reversible teachable moments which means you have something to learn from other people as well. But at the end of the day, you are responsible for you. So I'm so grateful for that little bit of gentle honesty. As always, I will see you guys next week on the next episode of Balance Boldly. So until then, set an intention and enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly. Boldly.